Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe P. Zapia, and today it's time to look ahead to some bold predictions for Week 17. It's Championship Week. This is the time to be bold. Fortune favors the bold. That's what Matt Damon told me, and I gave him all my money for cryptocurrency a couple years ago. But that's okay, everybody. I think better things are going to happen here. Ryan Warmly is off spending some quality time with his family. He's got a family reunion going on, and uh, I can only imagine Erickson that uh, the family reunion definitely has some sort of sack race. The question is, will Ryan warmly win the sack race at his own family reunion? Yes or no? Over under on that uh, proposition of the sack race lasting more than, I don't know, 45 seconds for warm. Well, it depends on how much warm celebrated after the Ravens beat beat down of the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's really what it depends. I'd have to ask Ryan how his uh, celebratory was after the Ravens stomped the 49ers. So, well, Erickson uh, gave it away. We were just hiding. Uh, we were covering for Ryan because he partied so hard <laughs> after that victory. He might not be back to the new year. We have to wait and see. And he did not see that coming. Neither did I. I was very confident in the 49ers. Once again, the 49ers continue to be that team where I feel like I know what they're going to with who they are. And then they go out there and they beat Philadelphia and Philadelphia and look like world beaters against everybody else. And then here you go. You're at home, handle your business against the Ravens. And they just did not. But in case you're keeping score at home, and I know some of you are last week on the prediction show on this very program, I predicted Joe Flacco going off and he did a little help from his friend, Amari Cooper. We also talked about Javante Williams being disappointing. And Eric's and I were very much on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So lots of good things came out of that. And lots of good things are coming out of today's show that you can apply not just to your fantasy championships, but also your wagering, especially if you are now out of things and you're looking for some action. Betting pros is the perfect thing to go and do and go download that app right now. Check it out. Use all the tools and iOS members. Remember, you get three free days of the betting pros premium tool when you download it. Perfect time of year. You've got bowl season going on college football, NFL games every single day going on. So lots of fun things happening there. And speaking of fun, we're also giving away some fun stuff here. The winner of the glorious 36-inch Fantasy Championship trophy, courtesy of our pals at Trophy Smack, is John Moore. Congratulations, John Moore. You're the big winner. Happy New Year. Get in touch with us. Hit us up at mailbag at fantasypros.com. Again, that's mailbag at fantasypros.com. Send us your mailing address, your proof of your subscription to the FP YouTube channel, and we'll get that trophy shipped to you again right away. John Moore. Go find us at mailbag at fantasypros.com. You are the big winner. Congratulations this holiday season. All right, here we go, Erickson. It's time for 10 bold predictions for fantasy football slash betting slash fun for week 17. Why don't you kick us off? What do you have at number five? Cowboys are going to party like it's Saturday night because this Saturday night, the Dallas Cowboys offense, I think is going to get back on the horse here against the Detroit Lions. Should be a high scoring game. We're playing in Dallas, where Dallas' offense has been much better. They're a team that plays better at home. So after back-to-back road losses in close, or one close game against the Dolphins, not super close against the Buffalo Bills, I think the Dallas Cowboys get back on track. You know, the Lions are feeling themselves. They're the kings of the North, as Jared Goff so, uh, you know, accurately portrayed on his Instagram, kings of the North. So the Lions are feeling themselves. They're feeling good. 
Um, but Dallas Cowboys, I would not. I don't even know who's actually favored. I'm assuming the Dallas has got to be favored in this game. Dallas I think they is have, favored in this game. Yeah. I'll give you the line on betting pros right now. The Dallas line right now, looking at this, it's it's not as it's not what you would think it would be. Uh, Dallas is minus six, which again, wow. I'm on the <laughs> line all, side of this I feel game. Like that's all. I feel like that's pretty big. But again, that's just showing you like. Yes, like Dallas has lost two games. The Lions, again, are coming off a major win, but still the Lions have the Cowboys at home as almost a touchdown favorite. So Vegas is backing this offense to cook here, and as am I. So Dak Prescott, this is the prop that I'm looking at. His passing yardage prop, I've seen at 270 passing yards. Guys, the Lions defense cannot stop anybody, especially as of late. They've allowed the second most passing yards to quarterbacks over the last four weeks at 281 per game. And again, Going back to how good this offense has been at home, Dak has gone over 270 passing yards in five straight home games. So I think Dak Prescott is going to absolutely cook here. We know the Lions' strength is, is stopping the run. And Dallas, look, Dallas really hasn't been an effective running team with Tony Pollard this year. It's been inconsistent up and down, especially the matchup given. I think it's going to be Dak dropping back to throw 40 times. CeeDee Lamb, like his prop, I think I've seen like 100 yards. Like that's where it's opening at is at 100 yards. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I just think going after Dax is the easy way to go. The number for that game, too, the over-under is 53 and a half. Pretty stout there. Yeah. You want to go over or under that one just out of curiosity? <sighs> see, see, those are ones I just don't see. There's no, I don't see any value on just going for the over because I think that's ultimately what you're hoping for when it could still be a high-scoring game. It could be 53 points. It's like it was a scoring, high-scoring game, but it just didn't get to the over. So probably a shy way spot. I think that just based on the line, I think I always like backing the dogs in, in shootouts. So six points. Uh, I think I actually like the Lions on that side. All right. Uh, let's continue on here with my first bold prediction here. Uh, and uh, I am all about the Rams. Uh, the Rams are going to explode against the G-Men this week. They are on the road. Yes. Okay. But if you've watched the Rams recently, you've been very impressed with Matthew Stafford, how he's played. Kyron Williams, especially. And my bold prediction is Kyron Williams is going to go for his fourth. That's right. Fourth straight 100-yard rushing game. That does not happen, my friends, very frequently in today's modern-day NFL. So the Sean McVay system right now is rolling, and Kyron Williams, who people really did not think at the beginning of the year could be anything close to a bell cow back, well, they were wrong. Kyron Williams has been absolutely that dude. He has been tremendous. I'm going to set this line at 75.5 rushing yards, and I'm going to go over for Kyron Williams. Anytime touchdown is probably going to be heavily juiced, at least minus 110, maybe even minus 115 or minus 120 in some books, because he's been pretty much a lock for that. Uh, but here's what you do. Here's how you get out of that minus juice if you want to go ahead and play this. So obviously Kyron Williams is starting in all your fantasy leagues this week in championship, but if you want to kind of double down and have a great day, you take the anytime touchdown at the minus 110, you take the Rams on the minus six, you put them together and you get a nice little two to one action on the positive side. And this is something I did on Thursday Night Football and we talked about on the BP show that night. It worked. So I'm going to double down to the same thing again because Erickson I'm feeling very confident in the Rams, confident in Puka, confident in uh, Matthew Stafford, but most confident in Kyron Williams. What do you think about what you've seen out of Kyron this year, uh, especially down the stretch and come back with that injury? And what do you think it means for next season? Yeah, that's, that's the question I was going to actually ask you. Like, where does Kyron Williams <laughs> like, slot <laughs> in? Where does he slot in in terms of 2024 draft rankings? I think that's going to be I think he's going to be super polarizing player to talk mm -hmm. about because you kind of got the entire package of him where he is an undersized running back. And he did get hurt this year. Like we saw that True. happen to him. He missed a lot of time. But when you're in this system that we've seen more work for multiple running backs, not just, you know, Kyron Williams, we've seen Todd Gurley obviously look fantastic in the Sean McVay scheme. And Sean McVay is one of these 
rare coaches, similar to a Mike Tomlin, where when he has his bell cow and he selected the guy that he wants to be the featured piece of the offense, that guy eats. And and Kyron Williams is a younger running back. Now it's like, do they bring in competition? Like he's he is a six round pick. So like he doesn't have a lot of draft capital that's necessarily propelling him to be the main guy. But it's no coincidence that like McVay loves this guy. But it's like we've seen McVay love guys before and then fall out of love with those same guys at the <laughs> yes. same time. So again, I mean, if you're just looking at the numbers, like he has to be a top five running back next year. Just looking at the numbers, but it, it'll depend on where you know, the kind of rhetoric on him is, okay, is he going to be ten, continue to be the same guy? Do they add more pieces? So I think a lot of it has to do with the quarterback too. Like if Stafford's coming back and healthy, then then this is a very exciting thing. The game log is nuts here for Kyron Williams, just in case you're not somebody who has shares of him, haven't been following the Kyron Williams season. It's week four, where he really kind of took over the gig here with the 25 carries, 103 yards. Then against Philly, okay, that was a tough game for him, only 53. But after that, Arizona, 20 carries for 158. Then he missed the month with the injury at the buy in there since he's come back 143 88 114 152 104 i mean it has been stunningly good and you know what like i think i'm glad that he's polarizing because i think that kyron williams next year in drafts will be somebody that's scary and i don't want to draft a running back in the first two rounds necessarily i want to get heavy wide receivers i might even want to go early quarterback at sometimes lock some of that big time quarterback potential in and then I'm looking for somebody. Now, Kyron, where is he going to go? I don't know. My guess is a late second round pick, maybe early third. That's kind of where it feels. But I think the worm has turned with the running backs again this year where you're in a transition year. We're going to get some new blood coming in from the draft. We'll see how that impacts things. Gibbs, Robinson, we hope take a step forward. But you can see a lot of other guys phasing out of that first round. The Ecklers and Barclays of the world, I do not think will be first round conversations next year, no matter where they are. All right, let's continue on with another one. Andrew Erickson's picks. Let's go with number four for Erickson, his number four pick for week 17. Before we get there, though, too, real quick, don't forget, make sure that you get your college football drafting on. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition is very important in college football. And that means it's time for epic bowl game seasons. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every single play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. And our college football coverage is spectacular. The bowl specials are over on betting pros. Thor's taking you through everything with Bogman and the team. Uh, so make sure you go ahead and check out all of their uh, bets for the bowl seasons coming up, the college football playoffs. You can download that app right now and use that promo code fantasy pros when you do. And new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on college football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code fantasy pros. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 68 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources crown somebody with your number four pick who you're crowning looking at the bills offense they're going to take on the patriots at home this week and i think that they're going to underwhelm a little bit here i'm not really super excited about buffalo we call them kind of come out flat against the los angeles chargers now they're traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, they're playing a team who just fired their coach. Of course, those teams always cover every single time they fire their coach. They cover the next game, uh, rinse and repeat. 
But again, I just the Bills offense to me, I still am questioning its identity. Like we were all on board. Okay, James Cook, like he's finally being unlocked. And then when we needed him the most, he just disappears. Mm-hmm. And they're using Leonard Fournette. They're using Leonard Fournette the goal. And I'm like, I'm pulling my hair up, being like, again, I was all over the receptions or the receiving yards for James Cook last week, and he got zero targets in the game. It's just like blowing my mind what this Buffalo Bills offense is doing super hot and cold. And against the Patriots, who, yes, their identity has been on defense. They have been playing better over the last couple of weeks with Bailey Zappi as their quarterback. So for me, I think that the Bills offense is going to have to gut out another win here. I don't think it's going to be a dominant performance. We already saw the Patriots beat the Bills earlier this year. Now, I don't expect the Bills to lose, especially because they are playing at home in Buffalo. But I don't think this Patriots offense, this Patriots team overall is going to just lay down to Buffalo, especially with how they've been playing over the last couple of weeks. So for the prop that I'm looking at is James Cook. Again, the aforementioned guy that let me down last week because he was not targeted one time in the game, but I'm looking at his rushing yardage and 65 and a half yards for rushing is too high against the Patriots. Every, every week we just bet against the running back that's facing the Patriots and every week we're coming out in the green. So James Cook under 65 and a half rushing yards, even despite the fact he's been hot, over the last month or so since Joe Brady took over as the OC, he's actually under this rushing yards number in half of his games. Two of his last four games played, he's under 65 and a half rushing yards. So against the Patriots, who the last five games have allowed an average of fewer than 45 rushing yards to all running backs that they have faced, I'm just going to continue to pound the under on running backs facing the Patriots. Uh, Erickson and I do our homework separately and then come here to the show. And uh, this was mine too. And I set the number at 65 and a half before I even looked at it. It's like, <laughs> the over-under is going to be 65 and a half. And I look at Erickson's and I go... <laughs> well, great minds think alike. I mean, look, we keep pounding this because it's been right. Uh, I went ahead and I bet it this weekend, too, and I got it right that Javante Williams won. And you make so many good points. Here, I'm not going to double down on it too much, but Andrew just laid it out here. James Cook was a guy we were very excited he was going to get you into the fantasy playoffs and really did. And we thought might win some championships. And then we started to look ahead and went, ooh, because the Patriots in that week 17. So if you snuck by last week with an underwhelming performance and somehow are still alive, this is a tough one here because you have to start cook. You got to hope that he can work in the passing game. I think we're all more excited about Joe Brady calling plays in this Buffalo Bills offense. But at the same time, the rushing total, I think it's going to be set relatively high. I think it's going to be in that 65 range. Most sites, maybe 62 and a half and some others. I'm still going under. Um, in fact, we were way way above expectations for Javante Williams that he's still underperformed in terms of that under uh that we set forth last week so uh be very careful make sure if you have James Cook in lineups you're also giving yourself a little bit extra Erickson would you say that in your flex spots maybe a little bit more boom uh looking for a little bit more touchdown equity perhaps instead of just the steady guy because there's a chance that Cook could be underwhelming yeah, because you're looking at, okay, where is his potential, you know, pass for ceiling? It has to be through the receiving mm-hmm. game because we're not expecting any big rushing yard totals because of how good the Patriots have been against the run. And when it comes to touchdowns, like they literally took him out of the game to put Leonard Fournette in the game yeah. at the goal line. And Josh Allen is also a guy that can score himself. So again, the same problems that have kind of been up and down with James Cook, where it's like not getting enough red zone usage, not getting enough rushing yardage not getting enough receiving. The receiving has been there, and last week hopefully was just an outlier. So if he gets the receiving, he should be at least okay to give you a stable floor in Week 17. The number for this game is 41, by the way. I I think I'm taking the under in this one, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by that. But I think this one underperforms just a little bit. This one has like a... 
I don't know, like a 24-13 kind of vibe for it for me. I mean, the Bills offense looks out of like Stefan Diggs, like he's oh. been under what 90 yards in nine straight games. Like, do you remember all the crap I got where I was down on Diggs this year? Do you remember how much crap you you gave me? Everybody gave me crap. I feel like he is wide receiver 16 on the ranks this week. I just want to say, like, I, I, I took my medicine because the first six weeks of the season, he had 100 yards receiving in like five of the six games. But ever since then, what's happened? He hasn't had 100 yards receiving since week six. And we are in week 17, Erickson. What's gone on with Diggs? Well, he, or at least last week, it looked like he got, like, banged up in the beginning of the game. And his snaps were down significantly compared to what he usually plays. So maybe he's dealing with an injury. Maybe. But, again, we haven't really seen, again, especially with Joe Brady taking over, we haven't seen them run the ball a lot. Josh Allen hasn't had a massive passing yards game in a long time. So, yeah, it's it's definitely complicated. And it's like, do you wonder, okay, is Stephon Diggs like hitting a cliff, you know, with a, being a little bit of an older wide receiver? He's not like super old. But yeah, again, it's something to point attention to. And even last year, in the second half of last year, he did sort of show signs of some efficiency decreases when you're looking at him compared to the first half of the season. Now, a lot of people put that on, oh, well, Josh Allen, his shoulder was banged up. Like, that's why he wasn't as good. But maybe that's not the case because the second year in a row, he's really kind of floundered in mm-hmm. the second half of the season. All right, Eric, so let's get to you for another selection here since we're both on James Cook. What are you in? Prediction number three for week 17. Looking at the Arizona Cardinals, who I've kind of been down on papooing whenever they play (laughs) away from uh, Arizona, but I think that they can actually put up a decent offensive showing against the Eagles because the Eagles are the gift that keeps on giving on defense, especially when they play in Philadelphia. We saw the Giants. You know, the Giants were not scoring any points. Tommy DeVito, they put Tyrant Taylor in the game. What do you know? They start scoring points on the board. So I think this game can be another sneaky shootout. Again, the Cardinals don't have anything to lose. They're going to be dropping back to throw. See what they have with Kyler Murray. And the player I like targeting the most in this game is on the Cardinals offense is Trey McBride. You know, coming off a down game, he only had six catches for 31 yards, but he still had eight targets, 22% target share. I mean, the Cardinals' wide receivers are nowhere to be found. No. Like, I, like, I don't know where they are. Marquise Brown is hurt. Michael Wilson is airballing as a rookie wide receiver. Haven't seen him do anything with Kyler Murray this season as his quarterback. I mean, last week, it was James Conner that was having the massive receiving game for the first time all year long. Like, you know, we were joking about how it's easy to just bet the unders on James Conner's receiving yards, and he goes for like 60 yards just randomly in one game against the Chicago Bears. So I don't expect that to happen again. I expect Trey McBride to bounce back here he's still the alpha in the passing game when you look at the eagles their biggest weakness again is in their secondary and it's over the middle of the field you know traditionally this is how you've always attacked this eagles defense 27th in dvoa first tight ends this season so trey mcbride his receiving yards number is probably gonna be pretty high 61 and a half that's kind of where i'm expecting to kind of end up being and it's actually exactly how many receiving yards the eagles have allowed to tight ends over the last four weeks but just given Trey McBride and his alpha status in this offense as the number one receiver, regardless of wide receiver tight end designation, look, he has 60 receiving yards in four of his last six games. So I think he's going to bounce back in a big way against Philly's defense. So you're not a big Greg Dorch fan? Is that what I'm getting from you? Not, not supporting the Dorch? <laughs> they still don't play Greg Dorch enough. <laughs> I hey, a touchdown last week. Let's go. Let's go. On to the Dorch. Uh, I've got some feelings about this uh, Cardinals-Eagles game too, but uh, before I share them, this is that time of year where you're trying to do you know some nice things for yourselves, nice things for other people. It's the holiday season. Maybe uh, yeah, someone threw a nice Christmas party for you. You want to thank them. Maybe you want to uh, get some tickets or something like that for them. Game Time app is the place to do all that. So whether you're just taking a little time for yourself and you want to go do something fun or you want to give the gift of a, an experience, whether it be for sport, or concerts, comedy shows, 
It's a fantastic gift to give somebody to say thank you or Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or New Year's or whatever you are celebrating. So check out the Game Time app if you haven't already. Download it, redeem that promo code Fantasy Pros, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, this is good for all sorts of different events you can go to. Uh, you can use them for uh, just kind of, uh, you know, local things, or if you're trying to go to the big city, see the big game, or maybe last minute get tickets for an event. It's the way to go. Again, download Game Time app and enter the promo code Fantasy Pros, all one word, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed now i'm gonna guarantee that the eagles match the cardinals offensive vibe that uh my esteemed colleague andrew erickson was throwing out there so jalen hurts over 25 fantasy points is my prediction i want hurts and the over 225 and a half passing yards he himself a big day against the giants this past weekend that is a good thing for this offense especially after you know, the sick game against the Seattle Seahawks that was very underwhelming. Well, he bounced back in a big way. He went from 143 to 301 in the passing yard column. So uh, you look at Jalen Hurts, you know, he hasn't had a lot of consistency there. It's been very up and down. You have big passing yard games like against the 49ers. And then other games the last two weeks where he's been under 200. So this is a tricky one. I'm going to set this number at 225. I think that's fair, especially against that Cardinals defense. I'm going to go over the 225. Also over the 35 and a half rushing yards, you can put them together and just have a big day for Hertz. And if you want to continue on with that, the passing touchdowns. Now, here's the thing. A lot of times, you know, you get close to the goal line. What do we see? We see the rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. So you're not going to get a lot of plus money on that. You're going to get a lot of minus money. So instead, what you want to do is maybe look for the passing totals and maybe get a couple passing touchdowns from him. Let's set that at one and a half and take the over. And I think you'll get a better mark, maybe somewhere around plus 120 for that because that rushing equity of Hurts, especially down by the goal line, is so important. So do you think that Hurts and Philadelphia here, uh, after a big win, a bounce back here, do you think they uh, continue on with this, the schedule that's finally gone in their way and start to get strong before the playoffs? You feeling the Eagles this week? I think so. I think that these are some, you know, easily inferior opponents that they should be able to mm-hmm. just play bully ball against and, and kind of take advantage of. Now, I do think it's an interesting wrinkle in this game that is Jonathan Gannon. That is the head coach of the Cardinals, who's obviously from the Eagles. So he knows these Eagles <laughs> offensive players like he knows the personnel. So maybe out of the gates, you know, the Cardinals are, are plucky. Uh, a little bit, you know, maybe give him a little bit of a scare like they did against the 49ers a couple weeks ago. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, the Eagles up and down, just like the rosters. I mean, they're they're the superior team, especially playing at home. So even if the game is maybe closer than we expect in the first half, the, the Eagles take care of business. All right. Now, last week, as I said before, at the top of the show, we were very into the Bucks. You were into Baker. I was into Evans. Both were good. Evans had the two tutties. But you've got another guy here. Going back to the box two weeks in a row, let's talk about your prediction number two for week 17. Yeah, so I just think the Buccaneers offense is just going to continue to roll here. They're playing the New Orleans Saints, who, again, I've talked about on everything I've written, every show I've talked about as one of the most overrated teams in the NFL. And yeah. the fact that it's Saints plus three on the road, I'm taking Tampa Bay all day long because I just it's funny. You know, we look at these major signings of quarterbacks that move places and, you know, Baker Mayfield signing for four million dollars in Tampa Bay. What a difference that's made versus Derek Carr signing this crazy lucrative deal to be the Saints quarterback. And it's night and day difference of who's been the better quarterback and who's actually put their team in position to win the NFC South. And that player is not Derek Carr. It's Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to continue who, who's been the better quarterback all year long. And that's Baker Mayfield. And I'm going to highlight one of his receivers that's gotten way more involved over the last couple of weeks is Chris Goblin. Last three mm-hmm. weeks posted target totals 11, 12, 11 he's 53 or, or more yards in three straight games so i like the over 
on his receiving yards prop, probably going to open around 61 and a half receiving yards this week. You look at the Saints defense, you attack this defense through the slot. They've allowed more than twice the amount of production to slot wide receivers than they have two ones on the perimeter. Now, there is no Marshawn Lattimore, so this is, again, another matchup where Mike Evans should also have a really good game because Lattimore's not going to be playing. So I think both Buccaneers wide receivers can be productive, but specifically the slot match by life for Chris Godwin. And we saw these teams play last time. Chris Godwin went nuclear, 114 yards on 11 targets, eight catches. So I think we're going to continue to see Chris Godwin getting double-digit targets and be productive because, again, he's been a productive player in the past. I know he started out the season not great, but now that Baker Mayfield has really picked up his pace of play, it's not only Mike Evans that's feasting, it's Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So we like this Buccaneers offense because we know where the ball is going. It's going to Godwin, Evans, and Rashad White, and Baker Mayfield is facilitating it at a very high level. If they can, in this offseason via draft or free agency, fix up the secondary a little bit, I think Tampa could find themselves in a really good position in 2024 to be the favorite for this division. I mean, I don't see why not, and I don't see why they wouldn't keep Baker around next year. Uh, he is... I think proven uh, that he is finally ready. And maybe, maybe, you know, for him, there were so many expectations, so much hype, so much around him. Maybe he needed to get humbled a little bit. Maybe get knocked around the league a little bit, but he is certainly kind of relaxed into this role in Tampa. And he's had a season that far outperformed my expectations. I don't know about you. Well, I always, so remember during draft season, like I liked Chris Godwin because I really didn't think that he would be a bad fair Bay fair. Now that was the wrong Buccaneers receiver to target. Obviously it was Mike Evans is the guy that you wanted, but (laughs) I, I really didn't feel like I was as down on Baker Mayfield as many other people were. You know, I looked at the offensive coordinator that they brought in. He was the same guy that helped rejuvenate Geno Smith's career, you know, after being a journeyman right. for a long time. And great point. the other thing I wanted to point out, too, was like when you've seen a guy be good at the NFL at any point, like that does matter. Like Baker Mayfield, it's not like he's never been good. Like we've sure. seen flashes of him being a efficient passer. And when that's happening is, well, the offensive line performed above expectation. Like that's huge. Like their mm-hmm. offensive line has stayed healthy. They've been able to pass block and he has weapons. So and that was the thing he didn't well have last too. year. They've yeah. given him the volume and it's worked and he hasn't broken down and he's been very solid. That's because that was another guy too that I thought was just kind of there and it wasn't very exciting. And now you look back on it, he's been one of the better fantasy investments of 2024. So um, White, Mayfield, the two wide receivers, you go into next year, you fix the defense a little bit, give them a little bit more. Like you said, maybe even some more offensive line help. Could be a really good situation where Tampa quickly rebuilt things after the Tom Brady uh, ascension to the booth. That's going to well, happen. Be interesting to see what they do with Bulls. Um, if yeah. they keep all like, because again, he's a defensive guy and the defense has not been, what is the strength of this team whatsoever? Mm. Like if anything, it's been the worst part hey, of look, their well, team. They, look, they, they go in the playoffs. They're not firing bulls. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I'd be very surprised. Almost I mean, they get blown up by Dallas at home. I think I look, I don't think they expected to be sniffing the playoffs. I think the fact that's that they fair. got in the playoffs already is enough. And the fact that they've played well and, and it is a very winnable division next year too, unless, you know, some giant, if Kirk cousins comes into Atlanta all of a sudden <laughs> next year, then we could talk about that. And I'll be very excited. But until that happens, I don't know. Now let's take a quick break in the action. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing all teams, coaches and players have in common. And that's preparation. Planning is the key for everyday life, too, and a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you'd pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 per year, and right now our listeners 
listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use that offer code Fantasy Pros. That's Fantasy Pros, one word, no spaces. Fantasy Pros, make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Fantasy Pros. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Fantasy Pros today. And now back to the action. Joe Flacco and the Browns have been very exciting. <laughs> However, I think this was coming up here where we might get a situation where the Jets and Browns game coming up on week 17 is underwhelming in terms of points. Uh, just saying, I know the Jets had a great game. I know the Browns looked fantastic. Amari Cooper's point total. I just feel bad for anybody who was playing against him this week because that was terrible. Actually, I feel worse for anybody who didn't make the playoffs. It was ousted the week before and had Amari Cooper. Hi. And was Hi. watching it. No names mentioned Andrew Erickson. Um, I'm Andrew. Yeah, I'm Andrew and I have <laughs> lots of issues. But Joe Flacco has been absolutely rolling. 311, 374, 368. Told you last week he's going to go for 300 again. He did 368. Not too shabby. So he crushed the yardage total. I'm going to go under the 35 and I'm going to go under Joe Flacco's passing yards. That's the prop I'm looking for. 270 and a half. The Jets secondary is very good. We know this. Um... The Jets have not been a great road team. That's my only concern with this one. But I think it's just been so good so long. Eventually, things do come back to earth a little bit. I think the Jets defense is that perfect one to, to have that happen, especially when, you know, the Jets are going to commit to Brees Hall. He's the offense right now. Run the football through him. He had a great game last week. I think that's what you do. And I think that kind of slows the pace, which makes this number harder to achieve. So for the first time in a long time. I'm going to fade the Browns a little bit and Joe Flacco. I still think they win this football game, but I'm going to fade the total, fade the 270 and a half, which I think is where that number is going to be close. Do you think I'm wrong here? Are the Browns just at this point, a juggernaut team that we all need to just give a little bit more respect to? No, I think you're spot on here. Um, I think that if you're going to start Joe Flacco in your fantasy football championships, I think you're making a mistake. Like to be totally mm. honest, like I get that he's been on absolute fire, yeah. but you know, if I could, if I could have him on the start sit show, which I can't because he's on playing on Thursday, but he would be my sit of the week at quarterback after being my start of the week last week. Wow. And that's because look at the defense he's played. He hasn't played an above average pass defense in any of the last four games. He's playing the third ranked defense and pass defense DVOA this week against the jets, a team that he was on last year that, they know what his strengths are. They know what his weaknesses are at the quarterback position. And just look at every single backup quarterback that's played this year. They all start, they've all started out really, really well. They've all started out really, really hot. And then everyone gets behind them. And like, oh my God, this guy is the future. This guy can be their guy, their savior. And then what happens? They turn back into a pumpkin. Like the clock strikes midnight. And I think clock is going to strike midnight for Joe Flacco on Thursday night football against the Jets. All right. Don't forget, everybody, you can find all of these props over in the Prop Bet Cheat Sheet over on the Betting Pros app or at bettingpros.com. Use the Prop Bet Cheat Sheet. Use some of these things that we talk about here on the live streams on the fantasy shows and go make some money on them in the prop market, especially. That's the easiest gateway if you're interested in fantasy and you're not too interested in wagering or you just haven't tried it yet. The prop market is the best way to do that. And we have a prop show on Betting Pros on our YouTube channel every single Friday to Welsh, myself, and Erickson. So check that out as well. Let's get to Erickson's number one prediction for the week. And it's another good thing coming to an end that we'd almost, almost guarantee. And this prediction is brought to you by Uber Eats. Erickson, you have a bold prediction for Rudolph uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers and things not looking quite as good as they did last week. Yeah, it's it's not going to be uh, Mason Rudolph's shiny new year uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that. The magic is going to run out for Mason Rudolph because he's not going to have George Pickens ripping off 80 yard touchdowns left and right where he's just throwing a slant route and Pickens does all the work. So I think Mason Rudolph is going to 
struggle in this matchup against the Seattle Seahawks playing on the road. They're much tougher defense to play on the road than playing at home where the Steelers played last week. And I think that's going to have a trickle-down effect on George Pickens. Now, it's interesting that so many of these boomer bust wide receivers like went off this past week, whether it was Gabe Davis, George Pickens, Calvin Ridley, like find the guy that was boomer bust all year. They usually, and they delivered in week 16. And you're like, oh my God, like they're back. They're going to save me. It's like, you need to tread lightly with these boomer bust guys because they're boomer bust for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think that George Pickens, especially where he's just been at this year, I think he's trending more in the bust category after last week. So again, last week, an absolute monster performance, four catches, 195 yards, two touchdowns. He had six targets. Like, you didn't see, like, this massive volume amount that's going to propel him to for continued success, only had a 22% target share. So, for me, and again, a lot of it came on those big plays. Now, how sustainable are those big plays? I'm not too optimistic, especially against the Seahawks. They're tougher against perimeter-wide receivers. Top 10 and fewest fantasy points allowed versus the fourth most against slot-wide receivers. You attack Seattle through the inside with tight ends and slot receivers, not perimeter guys. And over the last two weeks, Seattle has limited wide receivers to just 87.5 receiving yards total which is the fourth fewest. And they faced the Eagles. Like A.J. Brown didn't even have 60 receiving yards against the Seattle Seahawks. So for me, Pickens, his receiving yards props could open way higher than it's been. It's been hovering around like 40 yards basically every single week. Last week, it's going to make it, it's going to be higher. It's going to be like 53, 52 and a half yards because of just what he did last week when nothing about last week should change your mind about George Pickens. Like we knew he could do this. We always knew he had this capable and he just happened to do it on Christmas Eve. Will he do it again in a tougher matchup? I don't think so. So I'm going to go under on George Pickens, 52 and a half receiving yards on the road against Seattle. And just for perspective, the 34 half PPR points he scored this week, that was the same combined total of the previous five weeks altogether. <laughs> so six, four, 11, seven, six, in case you are keeping score there. One, two, three, four, five. There you go. That's 34 points. Pretty fun there. That's what we're going to guarantee this week. And we'd almost, almost guarantee that you can find anything you like over there from Uber Eats. Get food from your favorite restaurants, plus groceries and other essentials delivered right to your front door with Uber Eats. This football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything. Well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. All right, let's close this one out with some fun. I'm on my high horse here. The MVP of the league is not Brock Purdy. I think we realize that. And everybody's been trying to find somebody not named Brock Purdy. It's clear to knock Dak Prescott. Can't win games on the road. It's clear to not Patrick Mahomes this year. It's not Jalen Hurts. The MVP of the league is Christian McCaffrey. We all need to wrap our minds around it. I just bet it yesterday morning because i'm sick and tired of hearing people tell me it's not christian mccaffrey you can still get four to one odds on this at most places but christian mccaffrey against the washington commanders defense this week is going to have 200 all-purpose yards that's what i'm going to leave you with folks that's right 200 ap yards i'm going to set the rushing total at 80 and a half we're going to go over that one i'm going to set the over and the 50 and a half receiving yards prop then the combined somewhere on that 130 and a half range. You want to throw that one or more touchdowns in there, that plus one touchdowns, probably can get about 250 on that one. Again, you're going to get heavy juice on the anytime touchdown McCaffrey because it's a lock. So don't pay for that. Instead, push that total up to two, push that all purpose yards above 130. 
I think he can go for 200. Erickson, I think this is the game here where we leave everybody on a high note with Christian McCaffrey in week 17 and week 18. And he actually, for the first time in a very long time, walks away with a quarterback award of MVP. Are you feeling me? Are you feeling CMC winning people championships? The guy you drafted first now taking you to the championship at the very top of the board in week 17. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, like you say 200 all purpose yards. I'm like, that might not be high enough. <laughs> like I like if I mean if the 49ers are gonna stomp, I mean a pissed off team playing on the road against a franchise that Kyle Shanahan was used to be a part of, does mm-hmm. not like Washington. Like I well, mean, if there's any just for clarity, he hasn't done this all year. So for anybody saying, Oh, this isn't oh, a bold prediction, he hasn't hit two hundred all purpose yards. Like he's coming the one fifty range, something that range. I'm talking two hundred AP. I mean, he could have a hundred receiving and a hundred rushing, but I think it could be a little bit more of that variance, maybe one thirty and seventy ish or something in that yeah. range. But I think people say, "Oh, well, you're saying CMC is good." That's not a bold prediction. No, but two hundred all purpose yards is tough to come by, especially in week seventeen at this juncture in the season. And he's got the Rams next week too. Another big conference game here in the NFC. I think McCaffrey's going to plant his flag here at the end. Well. I still think Lamar Jackson should win. So, I mean, he's Fair. orchestrating the best team. I mean, the the award goes to the best quarterback on the best team, and that's Lamar Jackson to me. So, and again, I'm being totally unbiased here with my plus 1600 ticket for Lamar Jackson to win MVP that I bet in February. <laughs> but uh, I feel good. I feel right, right now in week 17, I'm feeling really good about it. So, <laughs> all right, just to recap what we have, uh, we have Dak Prescott over 270 passing yards. I am all in on Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyron Williams, pardon me. It's been a long holiday season, folks. Kyron Williams, four straight hundred yard rushing game. We're going to go over 75 and a half rushing yards and you're going to take the touchdown anytime score along with the Rams minus six and put those things together to get a better juice there. Get two to one on that. Erickson and I are both in on the under and James Cook around 65 and a half rushing yards. Erickson's over McBride, 61 and a half receiving yards. I am over Hertz, 225 passing yards and 35 and a half rushing yards, along with one and a half over the passing touchdowns for him too, which you don't always get a lot of rushing touchdowns for Hertz. Erickson is in on the Buccaneers offense, continuing to roll with Godwin going 61 and a half receiving yards over. I'm in the under, which hurts me for elite Joe Flacco, but Joe this is where we're at. I'm just trying to keep it real under 270 and a half receive, excuse me, passing yards. And then Mason Rudolph's miracle runs a foul here. You're going to go under with the Pickens 52 and a half and CMC 200 all purpose yards, all the overs for CMC in a massive correction game against the Washington commanders. So there you have it, everybody, but we want to hear from you. What are your favorite predictions this week for week 17 championship week drop them below i want to hear from all the folks out there what you guys think is going to happen and don't forget turn these predictions into money use the betting pros app go to bettingpros.com ios members you sign up you get three free days of premium check that out right now this is the perfect week to do it with all of the college football and NFL action that is out there for you. So fun times abound. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Andrew Erickson. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.